This is my tribe. 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 What's up? Welcome to the Tribe Night Messages podcast. Tribe Night is for students who are curious about faith and eager to discover how a relationship with Jesus could change their lives, their schools, and the heartland. For more information, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at cstone.students or text tribe to 94000. Hope you enjoy the message. What's up? Ooh, that's loud. <laughs> so most of you guys know me, but for those of you who don't, my name's Hayden Taylor. And <laughs> tonight we're going to be opening a new series called Messy Christmas, which is actually kind of perfect because I love Christmas. How many here is Christmas your favorite holiday? Just raise your hand. Yeah, you guys are my people. <laughs> you guys can make fun of me all you want, but I put up my Christmas tree the weekend after Halloween. <clears throat> but you see, it's not the time, it's not the actual Christmas day that gets me all hyped up. It's the time around Christmas. The lights, the decorations, the music, the PJs. See, I could go on and on, but as I get older, the more the feeling goes away. The more I get stressed out about having to give gifts or having to find the money. You see, part of that is because it feels like Christmas season is always telling us how we should feel. You might be asking, what does that even mean? I'm going to ask you guys one question, and I want you guys to answer it out loud. What word comes to your mind when I say Christmas? Presents. Okay, well, see, this time of year, there's, <laughs> there's songs and there's, there's movies that say, that tell us what we're supposed to be feeling, like peace, hope, love, family, and joy. But just because it's Christmas doesn't mean that life is suddenly perfect. I'm going to bring up some pictures that kind of prove my point. <clears throat> there we go. Well, all right. <laughs> all right, go to the next one. Oh. All right, go to the next one. There we go. See, sometimes Christmas is hard to get just right. Sometimes the season turns out to be kind of a mess. Christmas is supposed to be this fun, joyful, wonderful time of the year. Sometimes it just feels off, as we can see. See, still every year, it keeps such a special vibe. There's just something about it. We all know that Christmas movies are meant to make you feel happy, meant to remind you of all the best-case scenarios. The songs add to it by setting 
this, this bar of expectation, and the food is just straight sugar. What could be better? But the truth is, sometimes that high bar of expectation is not the actual reality you're dealing with. Sometimes you're dealing with getting used to having two Christmases or getting used to new step-siblings. Maybe you're facing the fact that money's tight this year and presents might not be an option. Maybe you're reminded of someone who isn't here to celebrate with you this year. Maybe you're facing two weeks without a single friend checking up on you. Maybe you're seeing all these picture-perfect families and you know that yours doesn't seem that way. So is it even possible to experience joy, hope, and peace when Christmas just seems so messy? Today we're going to be walking through the story that started Christmas. Back then, there wasn't all the work and stress that we see today. In fact, the nativity scene we've grown up, we've seen growing up don't even give us an accurate view of what the people were doing back then. See, throughout, throughout history, Mary has often been seen as someone who has this glamorous story. The paintings we see of her, she has this perfect lighting, a warm glow around her, and a perfect little smile. But Mary, like us, was a real person going through situations that had major expectations with them. The expectations were so intense that an actual angel had to come down to tell her. If we look at Luke 1, 30 through 31, But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid. Mary, you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of God, the Most High, the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. So this angel painted this really cool picture of how Mary's baby would be the son of God. He would be great and sit on a throne. The angel also told Mary that she has found favor with God. So in the light of these shocking circumstances, that had to be encouraging. But despite those encouraging words, the behind the scenes of Mary's situation was a bit messy. She was young. She wasn't some 30-year-old woman with an audiobook about how to raise a baby. She was not preparing for a nursery with all the proper tools and painting pictures on the walls. She was young, scared, and had never given birth to a baby before. Mary was in danger. In Mary's culture, culture couples weren't married, weren't allowed to have sex, or they, were, they weren't even allowed to have sex by the religious law. So to break those meant that there were serious consequences with them. And even though Mary hadn't broken the law, I mean, having, giving birth to a baby without having sex, that's hard to tell. That's hard for the, law, the lawmakers to let that slide. And Mary was at the center of the town gossip in a nightmare, which is a nightmare for everyone, knowing that the whispers and the darting looks are all about her. The judgment, the lack of empathy and understanding Mary was carrying all of that. And lastly, Mary's conditions weren't ideal. Nowadays we have doctors and nurses to make sure that mommy and baby are okay. Mary had none of that. Childbirth was excruciating and dangerous stuff. And instead of medical professionals, she was the only one with her fiancé to get birth. She had no one to help her. And instead of wrapping Jesus in a warm blanket and putting him in a nice warm bed, she had to wrap him up in cloth and put him in a manger. It's described like this. While they were there, 
The time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest rooms available for them. See, the list of these stressful circumstances Mary was dealing with could go on and on. But the point is, the peaceful manger scene that we see reflected in the nativity scene everywhere are only part of the picture. Just like every filtered red carpet celebrity social media post, there is behind-the-scenes battle of what they're going through. And that's what Mary was dealing with. The behind-the-scenes of her reality was messy. So if your Christmas doesn't feel like it's living up to this commercialized Christmas, then Mary's story can be very relatable. But that, does that mean that all is lost? That Christmas is doomed? And that there's no point in ever trying to make it better? Well, no. It's actually quite the opposite. So we've already set the scene for Mary's behind-the-manger situation. And in the middle of her messy, scary, uncertain situation, something else was happening not far away. Something with some shepherds in an open field. We look at Luke 2 through 8 through 14. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. So while Mary was experiencing the joy and let's be honest, the pro- probably the most absolute terror of giving birth to a baby boy. These shepherds were finding out in a very big way that the long-awaited Messiah has finally here. Now this was something that the Hebrew people had been talking about, praying for, and waiting for over hundreds of years. So it's no wonder that God used an angel and heavenly host to send the message. So you can imagine what the shepherds did next. It's the same thing that you or I would probably do. They went to go see for themselves. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who had been lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. So now picture Mary in her current circumstances. The angel told her some good news and that a great thing would happen. And now she's holding her new baby. And suddenly these strangers show up. She's never met them before. And to top it all off, they know that her newborn is the Messiah. It's almost like their appearance was a confirmation that despite a situation not living up to expectations, God was still there, present in the details. It proved that God was there, period. So you have to wonder, What was Mary's response to all this? The angel, the unmet expectations, the difficult circumstances, the shepherds showing up and confirming what the angel said. It said like this, but Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Mary treasured, she pondered. In all the ups and downs of her circumstances, Mary knew that God was with her. And because of that, she was able to find the treasure, the joy, in her situation. 
And she held that thought in her heart on that very first Christmas. So after the shepherds left to go spread the word about the new Messiah, they came back to the place where Mary, Joseph, and Jesus were. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which are just as have been told to them. See, we can take our cue from Mary and the shepherds too. While Mary found joy and treasure in her situation, the shepherds celebrated with her and praised God for the Savior who had just been born. And we can do that same thing. See, if you're feeling that spark inside of you tonight, but you haven't given your life to Jesus, don't leave here without talking to me, Morgan, Tivo, a leader. Or even if you go home tonight, just talk to your parents. Just don't go to bed tonight without making that decision. I promise you won't regret it. By making that decision, you can choose to find joy. Whether circumstances are fantastic, circumstances have brought you to a cave, you can celebrate even whenever things don't seem that great. When things are boring, you can, find, you can enjoy a peaceful moment. When things are less than glamorous, you can find beauty and simplicity. When things don't meet your expectations, you can bring hope to others by serving them. So you can still find something to be joyful about this Christmas. Why? Because God's with you. This means that even though things might seem messy right now, the one who is hope, peace, joy, and love cares about what you're walking through. You aren't alone. Even better than that, the God who created everything is involved in your life every day. You're not alone whenever life gets messy. And Mary believed the promise that God is with her. The shepherds believed that God is with her too. In fact, Mary's whole life was lived on the foundation and the promise that God is with her. That's why she's still someone we talk about today. But God is with us too. And if we learn from Mary's experience, we know that regardless of what happens next, we can choose to find joy and celebrate that God is with us. I'm going to give you guys a few definitions of the word choose. I want you guys to think about how you can apply each definition to your life. The first is pick out. How can you pick out something in your life to be joyful about this Christmas? For example, maybe it's spending time with family you haven't seen. Maybe it's just sleeping in. Maybe it's not having any homework this Christmas break. Just find something. Pick something to be joyful about. Next is decide a course of action. What are some action steps you can take to choose joy? Can you plan something fun with your friends, your family? Can you help your mom, dad, grandma, grandpa with something? Just start a new tradition by finding a way to serve people. Lastly is select freely. I mean, it's pretty simple. Just select something to be joyful about. And I promise, promise you something. If you select freely about something, you have a higher chance of being joyful about it. You see, I could go on and on, and I have more definitions, but you guys get the idea. So keep in mind that this Christmas season can feel messy for a lot of people, a lot of people besides just you. There are others in your life who might be dealing with a letdown of unmet expectations or difficult circumstances. So make it a point to show your family, your friends, and the people you interact with a little bit of patience, a little bit of grace. And think about this. What's one way you can find and choose joy this Christmas season? 
So while Mary was giving birth in that cave, she still operated on the promise that God is with her. If you are absolutely, without a doubt, certain that God is with you, how would knowing that affect how you live this Christmas season? Imagine if there was a way to have hope in every circumstance. Imagine if you could be confident that you're never alone in experiences. Imagine if Christmas could serve as a reminder that God is always with you. Imagine if you could see God working even whenever life gets tough. This would make life way easier if you just choose joy. Even whenever Christmas feels messy, I want you to remember, you can find joy and you can choose joy in any circumstance because God is with you. So as we head back into worship, and if you guys need to talk to anyone, you can find me, TiVo, Morgan, any leader. I just want you to think about your answer to this question. What does this Christmas season feel like to you? Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for tonight. Thank you for allowing everyone to be here. Everyone's here for a reason. And I just pray that at least one person got something from this message. And that whenever we go home here tonight, that what we learn here, we can apply it to our lives. That we leave here differently than we came in. I pray that the stress of this Christmas season can be forgotten. That we can replace it with joy. Replace it with you, Lord. That you can fill our hearts in every messy situation, Lord. I pray that we, we rely on you. We fall to you. Lord, just be with us this Christmas season. And it's all in your name we pray. Amen.